Hey there, and welcome to the Fantasy Fantasia podcast, a podcast where a bunch of theater nerds gather around and play various tabletop role-playing games, such as Dungeons and Dragons, Monster Hearts, Monster of the Week, Call of Cthulhu, and more. My name is Avery Malosh, and I will be your dungeon master for tonight's episode of Dungeons and Dragons Legend of the Silver Flame. Previously in Legend of the Silver Flame. He takes a letter out of his pocket and he kind of throws it onto the bar in front of you. And he says, this is a letter from the king that I received this morning. It says that I was to wake you up just after first light and tell you to head toward the stable just outside of the city. Now in the stable, you will meet a man named Binky, the stable keeper. Where's our friend Velvet? Who? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wake up. Oh! She says in a low, rumbly voice. Well, I mean, you know, don't dish it till you try it, so... Wake up! <laughs> and she pokes you again with her tail, and suddenly your eyes flicker open, and you are looking into the proudly ugly face of a male half-orc. Jesus Christ! <laughs> uh, high medieval fantasy! Jesus Christ! quietly are taking down the decorations and clearing up their stalls from the failed festival, some with a look of sadness, some with a look of indifference, and few. With you get drowned out by the sound of the portcullis as you guys walk through and it begins going back down. And with a final, you guys are outside of Isenport. Hello, my name is Binky, Binky the stable boy. And this is my friend Gus, Gus the good boy. And Sven, Sven the horse begins trotting along. The city walls of Isenport begin to fade behind you and you enter into the open land of central Valendia until hmm. the quiet buzz is cut through and silenced by the shriek of a scream. What was that? A scream. My name is Malik. Malik. Nice to meet you, Malik. My name is Sai. Please, we have to hurry. I think, I think they got my little girl. Oh, dear. Sven, what's that? Oh, you'd like to hear coconut love? Well, <laughs> if you insist. Okay. You know, this was one that put me to the top. It. That's the cave. I, I, I found this cave recently, and I was going to scout it to see if there were bears or something else. But I guess it must be goblins, and they scouted me first. open area with this hilly uh, rock formation and you can see at the top of the hill is um, a cave. Now roll perception for me. All of us? Well. Yeah, why not? Okay. <laughs> 18. 16. 21. 10. I can see. You were way too excited about that 10. I got L'Oreal kids in my eye. I can... <laughs> <laughs> okay, Malik rolled a 6. Oh, so Malik. those who rolled above, well, a 10 or above. So good job, everyone. Woo! You see that there is one goblin uh, outside of the cave. He's just standing there, just right next to that mouth of the cave. But Bree, you are the only one who notices in the southern part of this clearing, in a tree, right on the edge, is another goblin. 
So you guys see that there are two goblins sort of on patrol, on watch, watching the outside of this cave. Other than those two, there are none others around currently. Okay, so we gotta take rid we gotta take out these two and then get into this cave. Let's just we just need to get going. And sorry, where, where's the goblin in the tree? The southern part. There isn't a tree line there in the map, but he's in a tree okay. to the like right on the southern edge of this map. Okay, so at the bottom is the southern. Yes. It seems to me that if we attack the goblin that's visible, the one in the tree that thank you, Bree, thanks for pointing that one out there. I have a serious thought that they're going to raise the living hell out of that alarm, whatever the alarm is. Mm -hmm. So I propose we take out the one in the forest quietly, signal to the group, and then make a make an assault. We'll, we'll even come at them from two directions. Ooh. Well, uh, Malik's got a bow. He can just take it out, can he? The one in the tree? Is it too far away? Uh, I'd have to get a little closer, but I, I think I'd be able to take him down. How many goblins did you say attacked you again? At least six. Oh! There might have oh. been more. Well, this will be a fun fight. This this is good. This is fun. Okay, so we know for sure that there are two. So at the very least, there's four more possibly hiding in the cave or around. Mm-hmm. Um, have we also considered that if we shoot him out of the tree, he is going to fall on the ground making That's noise. why I thought someone, like a little group, could go there to make a little stealthy kill, but, you know... I'm also an artist. I mean, I could just go and start take care of the one near the cave and cause a bit, a bit of a distraction. Or we could try to time this so that we... Yeah, I don't see why we need to be doing this both. at two different times. It seems sloppy mm -hmm. as hell. Mm. Yes, distract him with an attack on him and he won't be paying attention to the other guy. Mm. Okay, fine. Let's We can do that. That's cool. Okay, so, Malik, you will... Uh, Go over closer to to uh, shoot the goblin out of the tree. Wait, and one of us can be under the tree there to catch the goblin, <laughs> so it doesn't cause. Who's good at catching? Oh, that's weird. That's a weird question. Well, what, to ask. Well, I thought we were taking them out at the same time. Yeah, if we do it at the same time, we should be fine. We should be fine. The thing yes. is, I mean, yes. the goblins indeed. are probably going to know, so let's just minimize the goblins that know, you know? Okay, I'll I'll, mm -hmm. t I'll take mm -hmm. care of the one. I'll go to the one near the cave. I'm going to go sneak behind the cave and up that um, I kind of point, because we can see the back of the cave. So I, I say, um, I'm going to sneak up on top of the cave and stand above it and wait for reinforcements to arrive. Hmm? Maybe come at them from a few different angles. Do we want to draw them out or do we want to go in? The cave? Ooh. I don't know what's in that cave, and I know that this is a clearing. Oh, clearly his daughter's in the cave. Yeah, but we don't know what mm -hmm. else is in the cave. Indeed. I, I, I think that we might want to draw them out so that we have the advantage out here, because we don't know what's inside. And then someone small and, and stealthy can go in while they're drawn out and go get the, the daughter. Oh, I love that. Wow, that's great. I, You know what? I, I volunteer as tribute. Love that. Love the not fighting thing. Well, you're also going to be on top of the cave, so it makes sense. You can mm -hmm. jump down and get in when, when the fight's going on. Great minds. He, like, finger guns at her, even though guns aren't a thing yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Mal Malik pipes up and he says, so I'll take a position in the south. I'll take out that one in the tree line, and then I'll be ready for them to start pouring out of the cave entrance. Yeah, cover us, Malik. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I'll be ready. I'll, I'll go with you, Lena. Okay. I'll be ready to attack them. 
I turn to uh, Bree and I say, would you like to come with me? And uh, Bree telepathically says, okay, God, probably a good idea to make sure that his daughter hasn't been injured. Yes, yes, quite. I, I figure that you seem like a harder hitter than me, so we could be a good tag team, huh? Like, like Gnome and what's your name again? Jim. Bree kind of rolls your eyes a little bit. You know what? It's okay. And we'll figure it out later. Let's go. We got plenty of time to think of names. And uh, <laughs> Bree telepathically says to Velvet, wait a second. And uh, she is going to put her hand on his arm and oh, cast Shield of Faith. And what'll that do for him? He gets a plus two bonus to his AC. I feel tingly. <laughs> the tip of my penis is, 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 oh, oh dear, what was that? Oh my oh god. <laughs> Bet you regret that choice, Steph. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Oh, oh, wow. oh, it's like a, it's like a warm hug from an ogre woman. Mm. <laughs> Do we get shields too? It's like a weighted blanket. It's only one person. Ha! <laughs> I think, yeah. Don't worry, we'll be fine out here. We got this. So Velvet like drops on the ground like a spider monkey and starts just like really like like crawling up the rock on the back, trying to be as flat as humanly possible. Okay, and roll stealth for me. Ooh. Oh, that is a one. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh my god. Mm. We're off to a oh great no. start. I got this. My parents called me silence. And he, then he does whatever that isn't silent, I am going so, to assume. You're all the one. What could possibly go wrong? He says before this happens. So you exit from behind the rock that you guys were taking cover behind and you begin to scamper your way over to the back of the hill along the way a bird flying overhead sees the faint shimmer that is surrounding your body and mistakes it for something dangerous something of incredible interest to it and this hawk swoops down and immediately begins attacking no, you. No, 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 oh no, 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 no. <laughs> so you see Velvet beginning to get like attacked by this flying hawk who's trying to climb. Bree's gonna hair. shoot a fireball at it. Oh shit! In the now with that as well, immediately the two goblins see oh, you. Oh shit! <laughs> there's no way. There's no way they don't. I'm sorry. Oh no! Hell no! That's, yeah. And you hear, a, you, in a language you can't understand, you hear them begin to start shouting. Lena is going to sneak. She wants to try to sneak around so that the one by the cave, when it starts coming towards Velvet, she's like behind it so she can hopefully like get it from behind. Does that make sense? It does. I'll have you roll the disadvantage since their attention is directed that way and this has been kind of spoiled. Okay, yeah, that makes Sure, sure. What am I rolling? Stealth. That was, oh my God, that was two 16s. Holy moly. Wow. Uh, that's an 18. 18, okay. You successfully break off from the group and begin making your way around the side. But as that's happening, the three of you see the goblin in the tree while you're still getting attacked by a hawk, bring a horn up to his mouth oh, from no. around his neck, and you just hear, I knew there was an alarm! Called it! 
Immediately, the one near the mouth of the cave takes a position behind the hill, and that's all you see for now. But I'm going to have to ask you guys to roll initiative for me since we are going to be entering combat. Here we go. <laughs> Fucking one. Are oh, you kidding me? No. Oh, oh no. Plus your initiative, whatever it is. You can't Two. crit fail initiative. Two. Two. Oh, six. Dear. Six. Six. Fourteen. Eighteen. I mean, I'm still attacked by the hawk, so that makes sense. <laughs> ah! <laughs> oh, oh, oh! Not the butt! Oh! My hair! So this will be the initiative. Uh, try to remember who's going before you, just so you can plan uh, accordingly. We have Bree first, then Malik, then Sai, then Lena, then the goblins, then Velvet's going last. Bree, you guys are in that top right rock formation uh, standing behind there. What would you like to do? I am going to try to shoot a fireball. Try to shoot the one that is by the cave. Totally. Okay. So that's a 22 to hit the one by the cave. That will definitely hit, so roll the damage on that. Okay. That is 10 damage. 10 damage? 10 fire damage. So you cast a firebolt at this goblin right next to the mouth of the cave. And as he's screaming and unsheathing his weapon, this firebolt right through the air, blasts him in the chest, and he goes flying and rolling down the back part of the hill that you can't see. And uh, he's not going to be getting up from that. You can see that it hit him hard enough to knock him right out. And um, as a bonus action, I want to bring out my spiritual weapon. So that'll cancel, that'll cancel the plus two AC on Velvet. Is that all right? Oh, it would? Yep, because you can only have one concentration spell going at a time. Oh, right. Okay. I'm not going to bring it out yet, then. No? Okay. So you'll maintain that concentration on Velvet, giving him that uh, plus two to Oh, this warm hug. It's the only thing that's helping. Getting eaten by a fucking... Ah, <laughs> oh, God! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up, uh, we have Malik. So Malik's going to uh, still run through that side of the woods to get to that one in the tree, and he's going to take a shot at it. And he crits him. Wow. Damn. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> Malik. Hell yeah. So he shoots an arrow through the air and it thunks right into that goblin. Who's... And that goblin just falls right out of the tree and he took him out with one arrow. Damn. Well placed right into the side nice. of his neck. Nice. So next up we have uh, Sai. Yep. Um, okay. So I kind of shout stay away from the entrance and I cast grease and what's going to happen is for a minute there's going to be a 10 square foot area in front in front of the cave and this is this is within 60 feet right yes so I'm going to put a uh, very slick grease in front of the um, cave entrance for any <laughs> problems that, that that come out so what happens is any creature in the area uh, who enters the area within that minute has to succeed on a dexterity saving throw. Um, otherwise, they fall prone. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so as you cast this, uh, yeah, the grass turns sloppy and slick as if this heavy morning dew is on it. And it sort of turns this dark brown sludgy color as this layer of grease just <laughs> <laughs> appears right in front of the mouth of the cave. So next up after Psy, do you want to take any movement or is that all? Um, no, I'm going to stay there for now because, uh, yeah, I'm not very, I'm not a fighter, but <laughs> I can, I can have some range stuff, so I'm going to stay there. That's generally what wizards do, so definitely a yeah. good idea. <laughs> Next up, we have Lena. 
Yeah, so uh, Lena, how close is she to the one goblin that was near the cave? So the one goblin that was near the cave, I'll say uh, as you were making your way around, you're probably 40 feet away from the cave mouth now, but you're more behind it. So I'm not close enough to get to a goblin currently. There's no goblins in the outside of the cave right now. You took uh, care of the first two. Any others that are around? Oh, uh, right, right, right. Okay, so Lena is going to uh, move up, not watching out for the grease. She's going to move up as close as she can to the cave entrance and just be ready. She's going to take out her great axe and just be ready for someone. I I guess I can ready an action. Yeah, you can. Uh, And so she's going to ready an attack on the first one that comes out. And she's also uh, going to give in to the rage and she's going to she's going to rage as well nice yeah, first rage yes. surprise <laughs> i am a barbarian i didn't rage at all last time so <laughs> with your increased heart rate as you're entering into battle you feel the scratching at the back of your head grow more and more intense until it seems to overtake the entirety of your body and you're filled with this this energy this newfound energy and this fire is sort of burning within your belly yeah, and her eyes go completely black, and as part of Rage, which uh, I guess I'll just explain, um, being a barbarian of the ancestral guardian path, somewhat, um, spectral <laughs> warriors appear when I enter enter the Rage. Ooh. So did you want to nice. explain what, what they look like, Avery, or should I? Yeah, go ahead. Um, yeah, so they look like these... Uh, she Only she can see them, but they're these humanoid... Um, warriors that have all the no faces and all of these weapons kind of thrust through them that are just bleeding out and they kind of and Lena's used to it she sees them kind of appear around her and she's mm-hmm. she's ready she's ready to attack mm-hmm. so you're standing just outside the entrance of the cave out uh, just on the edge of that grease yeah yeah kind of like right at the cave uh, opening there kind of hit, trying to hide a little bit behind behind the cave entrance just to kind of come out and, and attack the first person. Cool. A, yeah. Sounds good. So next up is Velvet. Okay, so there is no one in front of me, but I still got this fucking hawk on me, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I'm going to, because I don't want to hurt anyone else around me, am I within a 10-foot radius of any of my friends, Avery, or have I gone out enough that nobody is there? I'll say you've gone out enough. Nobody's around you. Awesome. Okay, so I'm... So I've, I've already rolled for it. I'm going to cast Shatter. So it's any creature within the 10-foot radius of the point that I pick is going to take 3d8 thunder damage, and I rolled 22. Oh my god. Wow. So I just go like... Ah! <laughs> right in this thing's face. <laughs> And it explodes. <laughs> <laughs> the energy is too much. Its wings just fl- like spread wide oh and just poof in oh. a ball of black feathers. Oh! Oh! <laughs> oh my god. That was so beyond its hit points. That's wow! Really <laughs> <laughs> um, he looks and he goes, I killed! <laughs> <laughs> I did something. And then I, at this point, I'm going to continue my plan still. So I'm going to head, um, I'm going to keep walking up towards the back of the cave. Oh, great. Cool. Yeah. 
So I'll say you and Lena are kind of close. She's like having her axe ready, hanging above to the side of that cave a bit, waiting for the first thing to come out and swing at it. And you'll be on the other side of the cave waiting to make your move to go in. Heck yeah. Okay. So the first couple goblins begin to come out. Now, <laughs> uh, Lena, make your attack roll. I, I rolled a 13. <laughs> Does that hit? No. So, Damn it. Okay. They run out, and I'll say you swung before they had a chance to sort of step on that grease. She was too excited, yeah, yeah, yeah. You swing at that first mm. goblin, and he manages to slip just under you. As he goes to turn around and look at you, uh, he crit fails on his dexterity saving throw, so he immediately <laughs> turns and eats shit and slips and falls, and uh, he gets knocked <laughs> prone. The second goblin comes out. What did I have to beat, Sai? 15. He passes, so he manages to Uh-oh. keep his footing, and he comes out. Uh... <laughs> Now you guys are trying to stay kind of perched behind there, Lena. You're you're no longer hidden because you made a move against a goblin, so right. your spot's kind of uh, let on. Yeah. Um, he's gonna run out, and he pulls out his short bow, and he's gonna try to take a shot at you immediately um, with disadvantage because you're so close. And I'll assume a ten doesn't hit. It does not. Nope. Okay. So an arrow whizzes right by your head. A third one comes out. He passes his dexterity and he keeps running out and he's going to be taking a look around for the rest of you. And or actually, you know what? When he runs out, Malik is closer. He, he sees Malik. So he's going to go to take a shot at Malik with his short bow and completely misses Malik as well. <laughs> and a fourth one comes out. He fails his deck, so he falls prone immediately after trying to pull out his scimitar. <laughs> a fifth one comes out. He fails his decks and slips and falls. A sixth one yes. comes out. He slips and falls as well. So there's just a big pile of, three, of uh, I think, four goblins there who are all just slipping in this grease We've transitioned out of fight, and we are now in an Abbott and Costello sketch. That's where this fight has gone. <laughs> and there are two that are still standing. We'll say it's uh, back to top of initiative, Bree. You're up. I guess whichever goblin is closest to me, I am going to, and that would be within 120 feet, correct? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to try to um, shoot a guiding bolt at it. Okay, cool. So since all the goblins are just outside the mouth of the cave, you'll have to take some movement to move down the right side there to get uh, horizontally in line so you can see them. Okay. So you do that, and uh, one of the goblins laying on the ground is prone. Now, when you're prone, I believe you... Wait, an attack roll against the creature has advantage if the attacker is within five feet. Otherwise, the attack roll has disadvantage. So you're going to be rolling your guiding bolt with disadvantage because he's prone. Oh, okay. So I'm rolling with disadvantage. Yep. Okay. Okay, that is a... 14. 14 is just going to miss. So you cast okay. your guiding bolt. Uh, do you want to describe how it looks for me? It's going to be this emerald green burst of electricity that shoots towards him and just just misses him. It just grazes like a foot to the side of him. Yeah, it grazes that foot, bounces off a rock. The lightning arcs over this grease pile and then keeps shooting away. Uh, Bree, Malik. Oh, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he, 
<laughs> he sees all these guys laying down. Uh, he's gonna shoot for one that's actually standing. So he's gonna shoot for the one uh, that shot at him. He's gonna return the favor. And he rolls a 16, which comes out to a 21 to hit, which will certainly hit. So he shoots the goblin that shot at him, and this goblin takes the arrow to the chest, uh, falls to the ground, and because of the slipperiness of the greased uphill, begins to slide down the hill as well <laughs> as, he, uh, as he gets taken out. So there are five goblins left outside. Now next, after Malik, is Sai. Okay, so there are five goblins left. Um, they're all kind of piled except for one. Is that? Yep, one is standing. I'm going to do a Maximilian's Earthen Grasp. So what that is, is basically I um, produce a hand from the soil. So from the ground, there comes this hand. And the goblin has to make a strength saving throw uh, against my 15... Um, DC, and if not, then he takes bludgeoning damage. Okay, so the range on that is 30 feet, so you're going to be moving closer uh, before you cast it. Oh, okay. So yeah, how, how close is that, um, the, the little outcropping so from the cave? So from where you've been standing from behind that rock, it's mm -hmm. 50 feet away. Oh, okay. So I'll move in by 20 feet then. Cool. Okay. Yes, I will do All that right. then. And you're going for the one that's standing still? Yeah. Because I assume I could probably see him best. Yes, totally. And uh, he failed his strength. All right. Awesome. So he gets... Um, that is a... Uh, that is five bludgeoning damage. Five bludgeoning damage. So yes. this earthen hand rises from the muck, carrying some of it with it, and squeezes as hard as it can onto... What part do you want? Um, just ankle. Onto his ankle, cracking it, his small goblin ankle. And uh, he's not looking very good. <laughs> this goblin's in nice. severe pain, Lena, as he was just <laughs> looking at you for a moment. <laughs> After Sai, we have Lena. Lena's gonna <laughs> survey the goblins in this lovely uh, knocked prone in front of her, <laughs> thinking like they're like bugs in her web. And she sees Velvet and goes to the one that's closest to his side of the, the cave entrance. And uh, I got it, and she's gonna attack him to give Velvet a better chance at getting in. Um, I got a 24 to hit. Did you roll with advantage? Uh, no, I didn't attack recklessly. You get advantage oh. because they're prone. Oh, sweet. Well, okay, I got a 24, but yeah, 24. <laughs> Great. Okay. So that'll definitely hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just so in that's case you get that crit. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So that's 14 damage. And um, with Ancestral Protectors, the first creature you hit with an attack on your turn becomes the target of the warriors, which hinders its attack until the start of my next turn. The, uh, the target has disadvantage on any attack roll that isn't against Lena. And when the target hits a creature other than Lena, the creature has resistance to the damage dealt by the attack. So she's hoping this will help uh, Velvet get into the cave. Sweet. Um, so that 14 is actually enough to outright kill the goblin. Oh, well, there you As go you then, down. never mind. <laughs> it completely just uh, decimates him. As he's cool. like writhing around on the ground, slicked in oil, this ax just comes down and thunk right through his head. A wonderful last moment for him. And Velvet. Great. Okay, so because most of them are prone, I'm going to try, like, if I, because 
Basically, I want to get into this cave. So I want to use my acrobatics to swing down and get into the cave just past that slippery point. So I'm kind of inside the cave when I swing in, you know? Mm -hmm. So I would assume that counts as disengaging, though. But I, they're prone, so does that not really matter? No, they're not engaged with you. Oh, great. Okay, cool. Awesome. Then I shall do that with impunity. <laughs> yeah, so roll acrobatics for me. Uh, yeah. That is a... 16. Yeah, that's totally enough. I'll <clears throat> say you swing right under and uh, flip and swing into the mouth of the cave, avoiding the grease. Cool. Just before I run into the cave to go look for the daughter, I kind of yell and my voice echoes through uh, the cave outside. I'm going to use my bardic inspiration as a bonus action. So I go, <laughs> you are really just key players. I love you all. Shishka babies. You're just wonderful people. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Love you, Jim. Love you. Love you, love you. And and so what that does is the, um, you inspire others through stirring words or music. You use a bonus action. You, on your turn, and choose one creature other than yourself within 60 feet. So I'm going to choose Lena. Beautiful. Hey. And I, I kind of, like, blow, like, a bunch of kisses. Mwah, mwah, you're beautiful. Love your face. Love you. Love the whole get-up you got. Love your vibe. Turns around, he starts to run. Lena gives a half smile. <laughs> Perfect. So, yeah, Lena, any attack roll, saving throw, or um, ability check, you can add a... It's a d6, right? D6, you can add a d6 cool. to your roll. Perfect. Uh, once. Yep. yep. But, so you can choose to use it whenever you like. Cool. Sounds good. So I'll stick with you for a second, Velvet. You you enter into the cave. Roll perception for me. Okay. Oh my god, that is a crit fail. Okay. <gasps> oh no. You enter into the cave no. and the cave tunnel begins to lead downward. Excitedly, you start to run down and you don't spot the string that is tightly put across the <gasps> bottom of the cave tunnel oh, no. there. And you trip the wire and immediately these uh, rocks and boulders begin to fall down from the ceiling right onto you. Cool. And so I imagine it kind of goes like, coconut love. Oh, God! <laughs> and it fall, falls. <laughs> and you're going to take Fuck. eight bludgeoning damage. Ow! I imagine that still echoes through the cave, which is very embarrassing. <laughs> but as you continue forward... Oh you enter into the larger part of the cave. There's one big open room and it looks to you like a common area. There is a, uh, a cooking fire pit. There's a pile of bones around. Um, there's very crude tents set up. Um, the cave, there's a, there's a direction you can go to the right. There's a tunnel that leads off. And then there's a wide tunnel to the left that seems to go into a room and another, and the tunnel continues curving around the back cool i'm gonna go up to the door first that door room yeah okay so you go up to the door room do you just walk right in uh i want to put my ear to the door so you actually don't hear anything okay so i'm going to stand on the other side of the door with my like rapier pulled and i'm gonna just knock on the door and see if that brings anyone out you knock on the door and Nothing. Ooh. Okay, well, that's reassuring. Then he, you just gotta open up the door. 
Okay, you open up the door and it looks like a goblin sort of bedroom. Oh. Uh, there's a crude but full-sized bed. Um, there's a rusted kite shield on the wall. Above the bed, there's a tapestry with dried blood spewed all over it. And uh, there's, a night, there's a nightstand or a bedside table with a bag on it. And the bag is tied with a string and it looks like rusty metal as the texture, but if you were to feel it, um, it feels soft, like cloth. Okay, he's going to go up and fondle the bag. So you... you... <laughs> oh my god, there's a child in it, probably! Oh my it's god. A, it's a small, like, handheld bag. Yeah, I didn't think um, it was a full-size oh, child okay, bag. sorry, oh, oh my Santa god. bag! Jesus. This is a family oh, podcast, wow. yo! Oh my god. <laughs> Keep your sick fucking mind to yourself. This is a children's fucking show. (laughs) (laughs) So you go up to the bag, and do you want to open it? I do. You open the bag, you pull back the tied strings, and inside the bag there are all these multicolored fuzzy balls of sorts. They look kind of like cotton thread, but they look like very soft balls of thread. Oh! Okay, cool. So he's going to close it up. He's going to uh, he's gonna a- attach it to his belt. He's going to tie it around his belt, and he's going to walk out and continue down the hallway. You reach the end of the hallway, and there's a small chest on the ground. Ooh! He's going to kick it to make sure nothing pops out. You kick it, it moves back and forth and rests, and nothing pops out. Sweet! Uh, is it locked? Nope. Okay, I'm gonna pop that sucker open. <laughs> All right, you pop that sucker open, and you see treasure. Ah! What? <laughs> in in the chest, there is 210 silver pieces. He's gonna take all what? of them. He's gonna take all. Of them. <laughs> he he kind of like looks behind him and goes, "Uh, Lena, sweet." And he's gonna pop, pocket it up. He's gonna he's, he's gonna throw the money. I mean, he has a bag, but I don't know if that would fit. So I'm gonna try to stick it in the other bag with all the 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 puff. Money, I'll say you, you can just keep on you. Like, oh. it, it fits on your person. Oh, great. Okay, cool, cool. And so you said 210 silver? 210 silver, yep. yeah. So he's just gonna hot diggity damn, boys. Oh cool. my god. And uh, now, does the path continue past that? Like, is there a door that I can see at the end of this hallway? Nope, that's the end of a tunnel. Um, so you explored the, that small room, the bottom tunnel there. The only other place to go is uh, exploring the main area and then that part of the tunnel that reached around the right yeah side so I, he's he's just gonna double back and go well this was not a complete loss good detour and kind of runs back around and swings to the right side now so you run back around and about halfway through the big room you stop for a moment because you hear these big footsteps and this sort of like oh. growly sound that sounds kind of like a bear but you're not exactly sure how you oh. can hit it oh, dear. and emerging from around the side of the corner of that third room you see and we'll get right back to you. Hey, hey, Eric, I'll come. Hey, Eric, I'll come help you if you give me some of that treasure. What treasure? I didn't find anything. Honestly, <laughs> the, the goddamn goblins ransacked the place, uh, folks. So, so Breed, we're back to the top of initiative. There are how many goblins here? One, two, three, four goblins left, and they are all prone on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Hugh Benny Hill theme song. So yeah, Breed, you're up. Okay, um, did I hear any sounds coming from the cave while nope. Velvet was searching in it? No. Okay, so We're just cutting I'm going to suspect everything is going okay there, hopefully. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, the last thing you saw, you saw Velvet swing in. That's it. Yeah. 
Okay, um, so I am going to try to attack one of the prone goblins with a, a second level guiding bolt. It will be with disadvantage since you're making the ranged attack and they're still prone. Right. That would be a 16 to hit. 16 will hit. It's 5d6 radiant damage. That's 13 damage. 13. So you you hit this guy with an electric guiding bolt and it sends him... It, the momentum of your guiding bolt picks him up and throws him over the side of this hill as well. He goes rolling down, completely taken out by this guiding bolt. Oh, one thing I will say is when Velvet entered the cave, at some point you felt your... Um, your shield of faith uh, dissipates, so oh. you're no longer concentrated on it. He left your 60 feet. Oh, okay. Mm. Knowing that I felt it dissipate, I think I'm going to go into the cave and see if I can check on what's going on. All right, so you're going to have to roll dexterity to see if you can make it through the grease. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> grease lightning! Oh, grease lightning! <laughs> That's a 16. Does that... Yes. That passes. Okay. Yes. Grease lightning! F- 15 Yay. is the... <laughs> So, Brie, from where you're at, I'll say you just get inside the cave, about five feet. You just entered. Okay. Malik. Okay. So he's going to take another shot with uh, disadvantage 16, so he'll hit. And deal four piercing damage to one of the ones on the ground who just continues like, they're just so (laughs) fucking hopeless. After Malik, we have Sai. Okay. So I still have um, that one that was standing in the... um the earthen grasp, right? He's still alive. Yeah, yes he is. Okay, so I'm gonna continue, I'm gonna have that hand continue to crush him. Oh, okay. <laughs> so does he make an, another one? Yeah, he has to make a strength saving throw. What does it have to pass again? Uh, 15. So he passed. Oh no! Okay, so does that mean that he gets, you do take damage. Um, so you get half as much damage. Okay, I see, yeah. So, yeah, so let's do... Two, and that is eight. Okay, so you get two bludgeoning damage. That's enough to take him out. Yes! (laughs) So say the the sheer strength of this grasp continues to lock in on his ankle to the point where he completely breaks through the leg and basically chops off his ankle by just squeezing through his leg and that goblin falls to the ground and just knocks out from the sheer pain of that oh so there's two goblins left up there okay (laughs) all right yeah so lena looks down at the two laying in front of her prone and she goes who's next and she Picks one at random, the one on the left, and swings down with a 21 to hit, and is going to use the Bardic Inspiration to hopefully finish it off for 13 damage. Oh yeah, that'll that'll destroy (laughs) that one. 13 is well above that goblin's health. Beauty. And there's one left. So that goblin stands, and he's going to try to start to run. (laughs) He's running away. So, um... Attack of opportunity? Yeah, yeah. Take your attack of opportunity. Yes. Okay. Ooh, that's probably not going to do it. That's a 10. 10? No, that'll miss. Lena Lena yells, someone hit him! We're back to Velvet. Now, Velvet. Yes? What you see come around this corner is what looks like a bear, but has the face of an owl. 
<laughs> owl bear. Owl yeah, bear. that's exactly what he thinks. He goes, he goes, owl bear. <laughs> and on top, riding that owl bear, you see a creature larger than a goblin. It looks like a hobgoblin. And he's wearing this brown cloak with this tattered hood and these brown pants. And he's holding this sort of black wooden staff to his side. And the owlbear lets out this mighty <laughs> at you. Oh, they see me. Oh, yeah, you're, oh. you're right out in the open. Okay, so I just, just go. The corner. Oh, so I <laughs> but uh but it's your turn so you, you could start no great <laughs> love this okay uh so he's actually going to let's 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 be strategic about this let's be a bard so let's be a bard, let's be a bard. <laughs> so i'm gonna give him you know what let's let's uh, no fuck it let's send a thunder wave at him so I whip out my leer from uh, my back strap and I like put my best foot forward and my silver eyes, my, my silvery gray eyes kind of like ignite as I channel the music within. And <laughs> it is one action. The duration is instantaneous. A wave of thunder sweeps over you. Each creature in a 15 foot cube must do a uh, constitution saving throw. And I just strike a mighty chord. He totally passed. <laughs> Fuck me. And uh, uh, let me roll for the owl bear as well. Cool. Uh, he totally passed. Okay, well. cool. So they're oh, both yeah. gonna take eight because I got sixteen. So they're gonna okay. take eight feet, uh, eight eight thunder damage, and get pushed ten feet away from me. I uh, I don't think they get pushed if they succeeded. Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So it takes half, and then I. That's it. Would you, now, you're, so you're still like 15 feet away from this thing. Do you want to take any movement? Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, hundred percent. Honestly, fuck it. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go try to run around on the right side and just run from him. Are you gonna run back up the tunnel or through to the where he came from? Where he came from, because he where was he on the right from? side that I hadn't explored yet. Okay, so um. That will grant him an attack of opportunity uh, for the owl bear. Awesome. Okay. I mean, that's fine. I'm. I, I'm just gonna try to run under its legs. <laughs> <laughs> and for the owl bear, uh, he's gonna make one attack with his claw. Does 15 hit? Yes. Okay. So that'll be 15 slashing damage. Okay. I'm at zero health. Oh no. What? Boom. <gasps> hey. Oh. No. Guys, we can loot him. We can take the money now. <laughs> you guys are cruel. Oh my god. I'm just kidding. And then next up is going to be the Hobgoblin Devastator. Ooh. Having just taken out the small gnome creature, he's going to begin to make his way up the tunnel. And he comes face to face with Bree, seeing the halfling in the tunnel. Now, after so seeing fight. you, he's going to cast a ray of frost at you. Ooh. Okay. Does does 12 hit? No. Okay. So he he waves his he waves his black staff around and points it directly at you as this shot of cold air and these ice shards shoot directly at you and you manage to just jump out of the way in time. Next up we're back to the top of initiative uh, and Bree, you're up. Okay. I am going to try to shoot a second level guiding bolt on it. All right, roll to attack. 
at, at okay. the hobgoblin or the uh, owl bear? The hobgoblin is riding on top of the owl bear. Yep. Okay. Um, I'm going to shoot at the hobgoblin. Okay, roll the hit. That's an 18 to hit. That'll definitely hit. Yay! Okay. So that's five d6 radiant damage. So uh, that is 26 damage. Ooh. 26. Wow. So this guiding bolt <laughs> and the sound of its explosion against him echoes throughout the cave tunnel. And uh, he already, it, it scorches this hole in his brown robe. And you can see he turns to you and he snarls his face and he looks really angry and decently hurt too. Do you want to move from where you are at all? Um, is there... Like, how, how far is he blocking the tunnel? blocking the tunnel um the tunnel like, is could probably... i try to get around him at all or i would highly suggest not doing it yeah. <laughs> don't do um, it because he's taking up most of the tunnel there and you're yeah, al- and okay. you're alone and yeah you're so i'm gonna st- i'm just gonna hold my ground cool. hold my ground and yell because i'm still about five feet inside right yeah you just got into the end yeah and i'm gonna yell outside like um could use some help in here and Lena, you're definitely the first to hear that. After Bree, we have Malik. So Malik's gonna dash, because um, he's still decently far away. And he's going to roll decks to try to make it through the grease. And oh yeah, he passes with flying colors, that's no problem. He like, Lena, you see Malik run up as fast <laughs> as he can, super slide through the grease, avoiding the bodies of the goblins that are still laying there. <laughs> And he comes to the entrance of the cave, and what you hear is, Oh my god! As he's looking at what you don't know yet to be, the owlbear and this hobgoblin creature. <laughs> Next up after Malik is going to be Sai. Is there any goblin on the outside yet? Or, are you still? Nope, or, they're all down. They're all down. Okay, so really we need to go in, inside the cave. Okay, I think if I, even, even if I, the, the farthest I can go is just to the mouth of the cave. Is that right? What's your movement? Th- I was, it's 30. Yeah, so you'd get right to the mouth of the cave. So I'm just going to go walk to the mouth of the cave, get ready to join the fray. Well, once you take your movement, if you're in the mouth of the cave, you'll be able to have sights on the hobgoblin and the owlbear. Yeah, I'm going to aim for the uh, owlbear. Awesome. So make a ranged spell attack. Okay. That would be 24. That'll, oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> Roll the damage on that baby. <laughs> okay, so that is 3d8. 12, um, and let's let's say um, fire damage. 12 fire damage? Yes. Sweet. So you, you take the diamond out of your pocket and it transforms into this blast of fire energy in your hand and you hurl it and it whizzes through the tunnel in a streak of light and blasts the owlbear in the face as fire explodes to the sides of it and it just looks back at you and opens its wide beak and screeches. After Sai, we have Lena. Yeah. Lena's going to get into that cave. So, uh, roll Dex for me to get through the grease. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no, it's it's fine. It's fine. I got a 15. Or 17. 17. Beautiful. Nice. Okay, perfect. So, Lena's going to run in. She has 30 feet of movement, which I'm assuming gets her close enough to see all this stuff happening. That will reach the owlbear and hobgoblin. It'll it'll get me in uh, melee? Yep. Oh, cool. 
Uh, she's going to look at both of them and go, oh, which one? And <laughs> she's going to uh, try and leap up and hit the hobgoblin with her great axe. Okay, roll the hit. Yeah, so it's a twenty. I got a twenty-five. Yep, that'll hit. And that's eleven damage. And uh, my lovely spectral warriors then will give him uh, disadvantage on any attack that's not against Lena. And everyone else has resistance to his attacks until the start of my next turn. That's awesome. He's looking really bad after that swing of the axe. Uh, you, you put a really decent gash uh, further into that scorched area on his chest. And uh, he's, he's looking a little um, overwhelmed right now. After Lena, we have the Owlbear. So the Owlbear is going to go to attack Lena since you're right there. So the Owlbear makes two attacks, one with its beak and one with its claw. So it'll make a Ooh. beak attack first. So does 17 hit? Oh, it does, yes. And then uh, that'll hit as well. Okay. Give me half of whatever that is because she's still raging. So your first, <laughs> the first beak peck does seven damage, uh, seven piercing damage to you, and that is uh, including the half already? Yep. Then that claw attack as it swipes around is going to deal eight slashing damage. Cool. So for a total of 15 damage in that turn for you. Nice. And next up, we're going to have the Hobgoblin on his last leg. He's going to do a uh, big boy move. Oh, no. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> I'm both scared and excited. <laughs> yeah, he's going to do it. Okay. So you see him hold his staff to his hand as this fire begins to grow in his hand, and it grows larger and larger into this ball. And he hurls a fireball toward the entrance of the cave. Um, so, Lena, I think you're the only one who's not going to be within it. And okay. I need everyone to make dexterity saving throws for me. Sorry to interrupt. Okay. Avery, is that with, would that be disadvantage with the ancestral protectors from Lena hitting him? That last part is, it says uh, when a creature is hit by an attack, they have resistance to it. Yeah, and so when the target hits a creature other than you with an attack, the creature has resistance to the damage dealt okay. by the attack. So they won't be able to, he doesn't roll, he won't get disadvantage because it's not something he rolls, it's their saves. Oh, but cool, cool, cool. But what will okay, happen cool. is they'll get uh, resistance, which which means the damage is halved. And if they pass the saving throw, it'll get halved again. Cool, okay. So everyone makes dex saves for me. And okay. Eric as well, on your turn that passed, I need you to make a death saving throw. <gasps> and that's just a d20, right? Up and down? Correct. 19. Okay, so you pass your first death saving throw. Wonderful. Yay. <laughs> so my, uh, my dexterity saving throw was 15. That'll pass. Minus Yay. 13. Anything that is 13 or above, you pass. Yay! So, and Malik <laughs> passes as well. So you guys, let me roll the damage Whew. on this. So you guys are taking seven fire damage. So that was just halved? Is that why? That was half of half. Half of Oh, okay. Wow. Okay, this, <laughs> this ancestral protector seems way too OP. It's pretty awesome, I will admit. But uh, no, it's rules is written, so. Nice. So after the Hobgoblin Devastator, we're back to Bree. Okay. I am going to shoot a firebolt at the Hobgoblin. Oh, that's a nat 20. Wow, nice. so double the yes. dice of the, that guiding mm. bolt. All right. 
So that's <laughs> I mean, 2d10. <laughs> you can roll for fun, but I'll tell you, like, he literally has so little health that a normal guiding bolt would do the job. So, um, that's uh, that's 12 damage. 12 damage. So how do you want to take him out? Okay, so my firebolt, this emerald green fireball, just shoots straight towards him and hits him right in the middle of his chest. And he goes, he gets thrown off the back of his owlbear mount and hits the deck and rolls about seven feet down the tunnel and just lays there motionless, dead. So now you guys have the owlbear left and up next is Malik. Uh, He's like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. But uh, the job needs to be done. He says, Finelli! As he runs in and goes to attack him with his, uh, he has a scimitar on him. And that'll hit for five slashing damage. And then after Malik, we have Sai. Yes. Um, okay. And how far away is the owlbear? Depends on how far you run in. <laughs> right from the mouth of the cave, uh, I'd say he's 30 feet away. 30 feet away. Okay. So, I, I want, like, pretty much the only thing I can do at this point is, uh, that's more of an attack is a thunder wave. Do I have, am I within range? Because it's, oh, but, you know, it's on, on the other side. Can I get into a place where it's 15 feet away from the owlbear, but 15, but the others are 15 feet away from me, or am I going to hit the others? You'd have to run past the owlbear because Lena's right next to him. Mm, right. Okay. Yeah. No, that's, and I can't r- run past it, right? Because it's covering the entire... Well, it'll tunnel. take an attack of opportunity against you. Right. Oh, you know what? I have Misty Step. Could I move behind him? Like, can I, um, can I, like, uh, what is it called? Yeah, Misty Step is a bonus action. You could move up to your 30 feet and then Misty Step another 30 feet. Right, okay. And so that I, okay, so I'm going to Misty Step within the Thunder Wave range just so that he's just within it. So So then my next turn that I could hit him with a Thunder Wave. So remember what I described in the file I sent out? When you cast a spell as a bonus action, the only other spells you can cast as a full action are cantrips. Right, but I'm not casting the thunder wave yet. I'm just getting in position. Oh, okay. So in other words, I'm trying to avoid going past him and getting getting the, the attack of opportunity. Yes, you, you can do that. Okay, then I'll do that. So that I'm now behind him. And on my next turn, I'll try the thunder wave. Okay, I see that. Great. Yeah. All right, so you're positioned, uh, we'll, we'll say around 25 to 30 feet behind him now. I have to be within 15 for um, Okay, you want to 15? So then? 15 behind him, yeah. Okay, 15 feet behind him. Yes. Beautiful. That That's pretty awesome. You're running directly at this owl at this owlbear. Malik's probably like, what is this frail old man doing? And then <laughs> this fog <laughs> just overcomes you, and then you disappear right. and reappear behind him. Yes, that's exactly what I want. <laughs> Next up is Lena. Yeah, Lena's getting over this fight, and she's just like, ugh die already and she grabs her great axe and uh, she's going to try to go for the owl bear's legs uh, but I'm gonna assume she misses because I got a 10 10? <laughs> let me just double check oh, no. the PAC she wants to get it off its feet she's gonna, I don't know why she's gotta use her great axe but yeah, that'll, uh, yeah that'll miss on that cool, attack. well barbarians only have one attack at level 4 so that's all I can do <laughs> <laughs> a swing and a miss Swing and a miss. It's okay, it's once, once you start to level up and you start multi-attacking on turns, it'll be a lot, lot sweeter. Oh, dude, I can't wait. I promise. <laughs> so now the owlbear, looking at that, is uh, a little angry. You're right in front of him. Oh, He's yeah, just, totally. He just goes to kill things. He's going to go to attack you twice again. 
Cool. Uh, the first attack, he crits. The second attack, he... What was your AC again? Oh, it's only 14. He misses the second attack. He rolled pretty low on that. Mm. Oh, for that thank first you. beak attack, he'll do 2d10. Uh, <laughs> so you'll be taking seven uh, p piercing damage on that since you still have your resistance. Cool. That's, that's cool. And that's his turn. Now, Velvet, I need you to make your second death saving throw. I did, and it's a 12. You pass again. <laughs> Yay! Yay! He's getting a little, little more stable. Yeah, I feel die. like he's in this, like, <laughs> deep, deep coma right now, like, trying to, to desperately run in this dark void to this, like, headline <laughs> concert where it says, like, you know, live, you know, the solo career of Velvet, and he's like, ah! And it's just, it's not getting any closer, and he's just running, like, ah! <laughs> But it's enough to keep him alive and invigorated. It's just enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that. <laughs> So, we'll take it back to the top with Bree. Okay. So, I am going to try to cast another firebolt at the owl bear. Cool. That is a 25 to hit. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> For certain. And uh, nine damage. Nine damage. Nice. Another blast of the fire. Slowly, but surely pegging away at this thing so he's starting to look uh he's starting to look bloodied starting <laughs> we got right. this we got after breeze malik i already rolled his and uh he swings a scimitar and misses but he's uh, gonna maintain his ground and take him head on with you lena after malik we have signed. yeah all right so, <laughs> uh, so he's just within the 15 foot cube radius yes. so i cast um thunder wave at the second level mm -hmm. and so he has to constitution constitution saving throw against 15. he fails yes okay so he is taking 3d8 damage that is 15. 15 damage, nice. 15, yes, thunder damage. So this blast of thunderous energy and light erupts from Psy and it echoes through the tunnel so loudly and this owl bear gets hit from behind and not only does he take that thunder damage but he gets pushed 10 feet forward away from Lena and from Malik <laughs> and gets pushed closer to Bree and he Ten kind of no. rolls on his side and gets back up and looks right at Bree. Oh no, sorry But he's, Bree. Lo he's looking pretty bad. I got this. I got this. Oh, okay. Lena, you're up. Yeah, yeah. Um, Lena sees this and she's like, "Not today!" And she attacks <laughs> recklessly. Uh, yes. That's a twenty-four to hit. Yep. Uh, she was embarrassed after failing her last attack, uh, and that's sixteen damage. How do you want to kill the owl bear? Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, I think it's it's facing, it's facing Bree. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's a great axe. So she just, I think, just yells. She lets out this, like, war cry and just runs at its back and gives it a big, big sweep and just goes right for, like, the back of its head and neck and just wants to go right right there. Yeah, you leap right through the air, great axe behind you, and sink it halfway down your axe into the back of its head. And this thing immediately collapses into the ground right in front and she's, of And she's on top of him, like her great axe is in and she's just like crouched on his back. And there are no more enemies in sight. Yeah. Yay. Lena takes like a big breath and kind of comes out of her, her rage. 
her eyes go back to normal. Bree looks at Lena and telepathically says, thank you. Malik immediately sheaths his scimitar and begins running down the tunnel, calling out, Nelly! Nelly! Calling out her name. Um, Lena turns <laughs> to Bree and says, can you can you help him? And she points to Velvet on the ground. I'm I'm decently in the So room. yeah, I'll take I'll take it then. You guys all walk down through the tunnel, come to that open. Oh area. wait 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 yeah, I'm, yeah I'm you sorry we're not with the group. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is the Hobgoblin nearby? Can I check him for for money <laughs> or diamonds? He doesn't have any money on him. He does. Ah, okay. too bad. Rogue ass. Yes. Let me see. Let me see for diamonds though. I'll get back to you on that. So uh, you guys right. let's go ahead. And... <laughs> so we're in the room where Velvet is right now. Yeah, you see Velvet lying on the ground in the middle of this room. Uh, this giant claw yeah, mark so across his side. I go over to him and use um, Spear of the Dying. Like, is he technically still making death saving throws or is he yes, stable? Yes, he is. He is still making death saving throws. Okay, so I'm using Spare the Dying. Okay, and it just works, right? Is my understanding? Yes, I put my hand on his arm and uh, then he becomes stable. Beauty. Yeah, so uh, you are saved. Oh, I'm alive! <laughs> oh, oh, I, I, I literally pop up and I just like open up my eyes and look at Bree just in like just complete happiness and just give her a big old sloppy kiss, just like. <laughs> Thank you, my dear. And um, as a bonus action, I can use a uh, healing word. To give him a little bit of health points right now. Great, yeah. I'll say so. Before this healing word, you have one health point. Velvet. Sweet. Okay. Health point? Yeah. yeah. So I use healing word and he will get... Daddy's hurting. Oh boy. Okay. Uh, f- four hit points back. Oh, lovely. <laughs> okay, a little better. I, a little better. I'm, I'm going to use healing word on myself too because I have that spell. Can oh, I do that? Nice. Yeah. Absolutely. So <laughs> as as you do it, my hand's going to like join you and be like, okay, we're just both touching my body right now. I think I'm a little sweaty. <laughs> just a little for sure. Yeah. Lena looks up at Sai at them having this intimate moment and just raises an eyebrow and then follows Malik. Down the down the hallway, and and Sai kind of nods knowingly. Mm. Um, four, <laughs> and follows, yeah, follows Malik too. Plus. Dudes, I have sixteen hit points. Okay, left. I I actually get nine from mine. Nice. nice, cool, nice. Wow, boy, am I feeling better? And he stands up and he goes, "Whoa," because he's a little bit woozy. Oh dear, all the blood went to my head. Okay. So you all follow <laughs> Malik into that final unexplored room so far. The first one Malik saw. You enter in and you see. Nelly strapped to a table and or oh. it's more like an altar and above her is hanging a leather tapestry to p- depicting the image of a bloody axe and sitting next to her also is a real bloody axe there's oil lamps on either side of the table um th- that's it and she's crying as she's strapped to this thing and couldn't move and you just hear her call daddy daddy and Malik's like it's okay Nelly it's okay I'm here daddy's here you're safe they're gone. All the go- all the goblins are gone. You're safe. And he, and he unties her and just holds her. Oh, Velvet Lena- is crying like the fucking door guy. You know, you know, Wizard of Oz, the door guy who's just yes. Oh, yes. That's that's what I look like <laughs> right now face. with my arms oh just my like God. sealed wrapped around Bree, just crying into her shoulder. <laughs> he just loves his daughter. Bree's kind of like patting 
Velvet's arm like, it's okay. And she's going to telepathically ask Malik, is she okay? Is she injured at all? He turns and says, she looks okay. She looks okay. She looks okay. And he's just so relieved. Lena walks up to the bloodied axe to inspect it. Yeah. And also just see if it's a good weapon. (laughs) So um, looking at it, it's just a normal hand axe. There's nothing too special about it. But uh, make a, looking at this axe and kind of taking in the room, I want you to make a religion check for me, Lena. Okay. Oh, religion. <laughs> that's a that's a three. Yep, it's oh, an axe. No. So you look at the axe, you're like, eh, my axe is like honestly your axe is better. She she like cleans it off though. She like takes her cloak and kind of cleans off the the blood on it. She's got like stains all over her clothes. She doesn't give a <laughs> shit about that. And then she holds it up to the to Sai and says, What do you think this is about? I don't. I don't know. And Some I, kind I'm of looking up at the um, the tapestry above above her. Um, you said it was like a, a tapestry of a bloody axe, right? Yes. Can I do a religion check? Yes, absolutely. To see if I recognize <laughs> anything. Because that's what I do. I, I do research. Yeah. So that is a fourteen plus five. So nineteen. Nineteen. Yes. So you know this symbol. You recognize it to be the symbol of Maglubiet. Oh, what? <laughs> Can you spell that? Yeah. M- I'm going to sound it out. M A G L U B I Y E T. So, Maglubiet, the Mighty One. And you know that it is a goblin deity. So, you can assume what was going to happen was with a bloody axe, they're going to sacrifice this girl to their goblin god, essentially, to oh. appease him. And- and do I, okay, so they're, they're going to sacrifice using that axe. Um, is there anything like, uh, any significance of the blood? Like it, the fact that she just wiped it off, is that going to be I'm bad cursed. in any way? I'm cursed. You, well, I mean, yeah. you, you know goblins to be crude creatures. They have crude means of doing things, and it's probably not that complicated. You know that, like, a, a, a ritual such as this is as simple as, oh, we got to give her God a sacrifice. Because that's gotcha. what we do. So this is, Kill the thing. This is just kind of like old blood that just didn't bother to clean it off. Exactly, kind of yeah. Got it, okay. Yeah, there's nothing extraordinary about that whatsoever. Okay, so I convey this story uh, to them, and, and I tell Lena, you know, this is the axe of Maglubiet. Ah, uh, yes, the W is silent, I believe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Malik picks up Nelly and, hold, and uh, holds her... Um, and says, you guys helped me. Thank you. I, this would have been impossible without you. I, I would have lost my little girl. And we've already lost her mom. I don't know what I would have done without her. Hmm. Well, we're happy to reunite you. How are you. How are you doing, little one? She doesn't speak. Okay. I pat her on the head. Yeah, she, <laughs> she's pretty shook by everything that just happened. She's just very glad to be in the arms of her dad. Of course. Lena leans down to the little girl and says, Your dad is a, a mighty warrior. He's a, he fought hard to save you. You're very lucky to have such a, a brave father. And you seem very brave yourself. And she kind of smiles, um, even though there are tears going down her, her cheeks, and buries her face. <laughs> and I kind of look at Lena, and I kind of, give her a, you know, thumbs up and good job. (laughs) 
Malik. She looks relieved because she really wasn't sure if that was sweet or, or not. She doesn't really get that whole thing. So she's like, right. okay, yeah. I'm glad Comfort, it was good. Yeah. I'm glad it was <laughs> As this conversation is happening, um, you see that, like, for the past probably, like, two minutes, because as, like, as soon as he kind of popped up and, and started crying, he pulled out a his his notepad or his, uh, his parchment and his ink, and he's just been kind of scribbling something on his knee on this paper. That's just, I, I just want to say that's what I've been doing. Hmm. Interesting. So, Velvet, um, you have a special item. So what you can do is, if you don't have the Identify spell, you can focus uh, on the item during a short rest or long rest uh, just by being in physical contact by it. And at the end, you'll learn about its properties as well as how to use it. And this is the bag in question, yes? Yes. With all the fuzzy stuff? Okay. Yes, correct. Um, so it, it looks now like the coast is clear, yes? Oh, yeah. Okay, so I say, well, before it gets dark, we should determine if we're going back to... Uh, Malik's abode, or we're staying in this lovely shithole cave. Malik pipes up and he says, "No, please, please spend the night. I, I don't have much room, but you're more than welcome to make camp outside my house and stick close by. I'd, I'd actually feel more at ease if you guys were around." <laughs> Bree telepathically says to Malik, "That's very kind of you." Yes, yeah, sounds good to me. I'll make dinner. Malik, do you have any black garlic? Do you have any black garlic, <laughs> Malik? <laughs> no, sorry. I've, I've never actually come into contact with black garlic. Uh, I've heard it's incredible. Just though. try to get two birds stoned at once. It's okay. Don't, don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> Do you know where we can find black garlic? Uh, he scratches his chin and he just says, Well, I know Loster Tin has some. I'm not sure whether it comes from the farm prairies or the grass prairies, though. Mm. Um, and he, he kind of thinks hard and, ooh, okay. He says, um... My my inkling would probably be the grass prairies, but I'm not entirely sure. Well, that's good to know. Yeah, it's not... Just a little bit closer to this. Okay, you know what? We will take you up on your offer of hospitality. I would love a rest. I have some... Uh, you know, this this body just doesn't... Uh, it doesn't behave like it used to. It doesn't doesn't work like it used yeah, to. Yeah, and I also found this thing, and he, he he kind of like shows them the bag and goes, "This is all that there was over there. That's it." And I don't know what it is, but it's got pretty colors in it, so I kind of want to check it out. <laughs> That's all there was in this entire cave. Oh, totally. Yeah, no, total bust. <laughs> do, do you need me to roll deception for that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yes. Yeah. Uh, that is a... Oh, I got nice high deception bonus. Oh, that is a oh. 17. And Lena, oh. if you could roll perception for me. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't see shit. I got an 8. Yeah, no. Uh, so you believe him. Yeah, total bust. Darn Honestly, these, these goblins are oh. just a uh, bunch of losers. So, <laughs> anyways, well, uh, at least we got to to fight some uh, some pretty decent creatures and, and get ourselves a little bloodied up and, and scuffed up, and uh, we're better for Ooh, it. I almost died. Right. First, so, do you enjoy our first that? fight? Oh, sorry. What? Uh, Malik pipes up and just says, "You enjoy that?" <laughs> to you? I mean, I mean, it's a, a good battle is always enjoyable, isn't? No? No one else? Just oh, me? Oh, I'm shaking my head no, like vigorously. <laughs> Reed telepathically says to Lena, you're odd. <laughs> <laughs> Just so simple. 
Sai's kind of going. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's get back. I'm, I'm I could use a rest myself. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. So you guys exit the goblin cave, making your way back through the forest. It is now nighttime. And at first you were worried because you didn't see Sven in sight. But then after traveling five feet back from where you came, you just see Sven chilling like a villain behind a tree. Oh, thank fuck. Has not moved. Yay! <laughs> He's just there. Sven! <laughs> should, should we allow uh, Nellie to, to, to ride back on Sven? Yeah, if she yeah. wants. All right. Yeah. So you pick Nellie up and you toss her on Sven. And she. <laughs> we toss her over <laughs> Sven. freaking whip her right on. Hope she clips. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> um, and, and Nellie's actually. This is. She's starting to get her joy back. And she okay. looks like she's having a really good time. She's never ridden a horse before. This is really exciting for her. <laughs> That's a really special moment. And, and Malik like, kind of puts a hand over his heart and just looks to you and just kind of gives you a nod. Like, thank you. You guys make your way back to Malik's house. He cooks a wonderful meal for you of venison and vegetables, and you guys bunker down for the night. You guys set up camp just outside, and the crickets are now chirping for you. And uh, we're going to take a long rest here. And Huzzah! And can I take uh, a, can I take the hour to write down the um, create and destroy water spell in my spellbook? Absolutely. And that's, what, 25 gold pieces? 25 gold, that's right. That would you take 24 no because <laughs> <laughs> i have 124 gold pieces oh to keep All it right. even yeah oh i hate that's no, okay it's 99 so i have 99 now <laughs> so you guys chat for the evening and uh enjoy your meal uh, malik ends up going into his house for the night and brings nelly with them after a little bit nelly comes back out of the house and comes up to you lena and without saying anything she produces from behind her back a small vial with liquid in it and it looks like a a very light red liquid and she extends her hand toward you thank you what what is it and uh she says my mom said it'll make you feel better are you are you sure you don't want to keep it little one i mean Smiling, she shakes her head no. She's really happy about it. And she says, uh, Lena smiles and, thank you. Here, one second. And she, uh, she puts the vial away and gets out her, her sketchbook. She says, don't move, just, just one second. And she draws, um, a picture of her. Um, it's decent. She's not an amazing artist by any (laughs) means, but it's, you could tell it's, it's her. And she rips out the page and, uh, she writes at the bottom of it to, uh, uh, what did she say? She says, to one of the bravest little girls I know. And then she writes her signature and she hands it to her. Nellie's eyes light up and she is in awe. She's never really seen anything like this before, seen like a good artist. Like this, this looks like the Mona Lisa to her. She is just uh-huh. so happy and she runs up to you and gives you a big hug. <laughs> Lena hasn't been hugged in a very long time, so she's kind of freezes and then slowly kind of pats her on the back and says well you gave me a nice gift i thought i should give you something back and i hope you like it she's just elated she's not Hmm. she can't stop looking at the drawing you made her as she slowly makes her way back to the house still looking at it opens the door still looking at it closes the door behind her yeah (laughs) is there any business people would like to take care of before we 
hit the hay for the night? I'm going to search the bag. Okay, so you spend some time with the bag. Would you like to identify it first, or just like go? Right I don't have the identifying it? spell, so. Um, so you can identify the object by just uh, spending time. That's pretty much what I'm gonna do. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Okay, so you reach in the bag, you start playing with these fuzzy things. Ooh. Now you pick one at random. I'm gonna say this is how we're gonna figure. This is gonna be fun. You pick a fuzzy thing at random. You kind of. <laughs> toss it in your hand up and down it's so lightweight it almost floats back down to your hand you toss it up again and this time you don't catch it but when it hits the ground gently all of a sudden so i rolled a d8 <laughs> all of a sudden from where the fuzzball hits the ground a goat suddenly what? sprouts out of the fuzzball and is just like, Holy goat! <laughs> and there's a goat there, and the goat looks wildly around and is a little afraid, but doesn't move. Ah! Oh. Lena runs up with like her great axe in her hand. What? Hold on! Hold on! Hold on! Okay, so uh, a goat came out from my bag fluff. How? I'm sorry. I. Are you trying to come on to me? I don't know what's happening right now. <laughs> uh, oh, oh my god. Okay. Uh, I look at the goat and I go, Hello. <laughs> <laughs> it just bleats at you. And it uh, it it recognizes you as its sort of companion and and just bleats back at you. I'm I'm sorry, how did you do that? Uh, I, I, he just kind of shows her the bag and goes, I dropped one of these fluffies on the ground and a goat appeared. I'm going to try to touch it. And he just like, kind of gently <laughs> holds out his hand like, it's okay, Mr. Goatman. It's okay. Okay. Be careful. They, be careful. They bite. They bite. You extend your hand and the goat with its square pupils is staring at you, its teeth sort of showing, but it allows you to touch its face and you stroke its hair and it's very friendly. Oh, I'm going to call you William the Kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. The next up and coming rapper with your solo career, you could feature William the I'm Kid. I'm going to call you, yeah, you know, William the Kid. And he goes, I wonder what else is in this. I, I, I wonder <laughs> if, if we drop other things, but... But I, I, we, we probably shouldn't do that tonight, right? Because we don't want a but, bunch of goats. Lena gives a wicked <laughs> smile and she says, I think maybe we could do one more. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I, he, uh, Velvet <laughs> just like grins like the Grinch. Like it just stretches over his face. And he reaches <laughs> in the bag and pulls out a fluff at random and tosses it on the ground. Okay. Away from the so, goat. Away from the now goat. Now that you're I, doing... Away from the goat? Away from the what goat. What about away from me? Yeah. What about away from me? So, Eric, um, this is your this is your bag. Um, I would like you to roll a D8. Oh, for God. Me. Okay. Oh, no. Six. <laughs> so. <laughs> um, oh, this is good. Uh, oh, no. So, from that piece of fluff. A boar. Oh! Except it's like <gasps> twice the size of a normal boar. Oh, God. It's a giant what? boar. It's big. It's like the size of a horse almost. Kill it with fire! Kill it with fire! <laughs> and it's, it's like... Uh, what, what sounds do boar boars like? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and it, but it's uh, it chills and it just kind of sits its fat ass down. Okay. Oh I'm going to name you Crispy Bacon. <laughs> 
And he oh puts he puts his hand oh on Chris's head now too. Oh, that's good. <laughs> oh my god. So this bag produces random animals. So uh, yeah, I, I'm sitting in the middle of these two farm animals now. Now, like I, I got I got both my arms around them, and they're probably both bigger than me. And I'm just sitting there, just so happy. Like, uh, and he he shows the bag. He's like, I have a whole bag of animal companions. Can you believe it? <laughs> Do you want to try one more? He. I mean. He, yeah, I think he stares at Lena and goes, Three's company. Oh. Oh, <laughs> Third yes. Times the charm. And yes. I pull another thing and, and I look at Chris and I look at William and I go, All right, let's meet your new brother or sister. And I drop another piece of fluff on the ground and that is a five. Five. <laughs> Oh no! So this is the final one you can do for the day. Okay. And I'll I'll let you know exactly what this is in a sec. Um, okay. So you produce the final one. It hits the ground. A goat appears, except it's twice as big as the other goat. It's a giant goat. <laughs> oh! oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> William the kid, look at it, it's your mom. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, is it your dad? I don't want to assume these things, you know. <laughs> So, Eric, what Velvet now has in his possession is called a bag of tricks. Oh, my God. Now, there's a pretty long description that you can look up later, okay. but I'll read it for you now. Okay. So, this ordinary bag made from rust appears empty. Reaching inside the bag, however, reveals the presence of small fuzzy objects. The bag weighs half a pound. You can use an action to pull the fuzzy object from the bag and throw it uh, up to 20 feet. When the object lands, it transforms into a creature you determine by rolling a d8 and consulting the table that corresponds to the bag's color. So you have a rust bag of tricks. What? That's okay. That's cool. Oh my god. So there are amazing. eight possible That's creatures so that you can roll randomly um, <laughs> using a d8. So the creature is friendly to you and your companions, and it acts on your turn. You can use a bonus action to command how the creature moves and what action it takes on its next turn, or to give general orders such as to attack your enemies. Uh, in the absence of such orders, the creature acts in a fashion appropriate to its nature. <laughs> um, once three fuzzy objects have been pulled from the bag, the bag can't be used again until the next dawn. So, okay. wake up. Cool. Nice. Wait, does that mean they're going to, like, go away after a day? Yep. Aww. Aww. I thought they could pull our wagon for us. <laughs> I mean, if you pull it in the morning and you want to pull it, have it pull your wagon the whole day, then sure. But yeah. it uh, disappears uh, by the next dawn. That's amazing. So he, right. he he kind of says, okay, so you are Bothany, and you are William the Kid, and you are Crispy Bacon, and you are all my friends. And he's like, cuddle pile! And he just, like, gets them all together and wants to do this a big old cuddle pile. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any other business people would like to take care of before we uh, spend the night? Um, I think Lena after witnessing the cuddle pile and, and seeing Velvet just kind of super content with his new buds, uh, she kind of smiles and turns away from him, letting him have his moment with his friends and is going to just sit underneath a tree and she's going to draw um, uh, the hobgoblin and the, the, the owl bear and just kind of just sketches a couple things that have happened throughout the day, maybe even the cuddle pile, who knows. Nice. I love that. What a nice way to end your day. Yeah, and, and Sai is going to um, take some carrots, vegetables, and uh, feed Sven. Beautiful. And uh, yeah, yeah, there's plenty around. Um, Malik has some that you can borrow from him, and uh, he's very happy to give them to you. 
And yeah, Sven is a happy horse. Nice to have some Bree. other animal companions around, I'm sure he feels. Bree is going to close her eyes and try to see if she gets any just sense or connections to Verna. She wants to see if there's anything that comes to her as she kind of sits there and um, meditates a bit. It's going to be tough, but roll perception for me. Okay. That's a 23. Oh. I rolled a 19. Okay. So as you're sitting there meditating, no messages come. There's no inkling feeling that she could be nearby. But as you're meditating, you sort of enter the peace of your mind. The sounds of the forest and the campfire go away. And you're in a moment of peace. But what you do here is cutting through this silence is two chirps of a bird. And that's it. Okay. And that is where we will end tonight's session. Nice! Looking to immerse your players with some quality ambience? Then check out the YouTube channel Sword Coast Soundscapes, where they have over 100 different ambient soundscapes, some of which you can hear in this podcast. Or, if you're looking for some music to set the tone of that fantasy capital, or raise the stakes of combat, consider supporting Will Savino's Patreon named Music D20, where he is constantly dropping new tracks for your tabletop games. Hey there, thanks for listening. Tall Tale Theater Collective is proud to announce that we are expanding our podcast network to now feature two programs. We will continue to present our horror series, Night Terrors. Welcome to a world of thrills, threats, and terrors. Night Terrors is an anthology radio play podcast that will bring you face to face with your nightmares. Come listen, if you dare. Introducing our newest program, Fantasy Fantasia, which includes two RPG podcast campaigns. The first is Dungeons & Dragons, Legend of the Silver Flame. Experience laughs, suspense, and triumph with a motley crew of adventurers who could be the last hope against great evil, long thought to be vanquished. The second is Monster Hearts, Undergrad, Follow the tale of romance, mystery, desire, and murder as an unlikely bunch of mostly pubescent monsters navigate their social, academic, and supernatural lives at Oakhurst College. Listeners even get the chance to weigh in on the action of both campaigns. For more, visit our website at www.talltaletheater.com. Tall Tale Theater Collective. Grow with us.